Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. I've got another prayer request today from W.R., for whom we prayed last week. Um, he's written that his mother suffered from uh, some anxiety uh, issues that have been worsening, and I certainly understand how that can happen. <laughs> I have anxiety issues. I think all of us have some anxiety issues with everything going on around us. Uh, so I'd like to pray for her. And uh, we had a prayer request that was... Uh, I'll probably pray for them tomorrow, but we have a prayer request that uh, that was time-sensitive, not necessarily, it it was time-sensitive before it was received, uh, which was about uh, these, uh, there's a a Carmelite monastery in Pennsylvania where the sisters are trying to uh, preserve the ancient faith there at this monastery, and they're a attached to Rome. There's nothing strange about them. There's no ambiguities or anything. And they've got themselves uh, um, they apparently drew the eye the the great eye looking down from the Vatican uh, has fallen upon them and uh, they're coming under a little um, some scrutiny. They had an apostolic visit on uh, on yesterday, on Tuesday yesterday. And uh, for anyone who's outside of the Catholic world and doesn't know what that means, um, that usually means the hammer is getting ready to come down on top of them. And uh, uh, these poor sisters, they're not doing anything but living a contemplative life, which is something that the uh, current regime uh, is is not fond of uh, for any number of reasons. I won't speculate why, but uh, it puts them somewhat in the crosshairs. So uh, while I'll be praying for them I'm going to put them on our prayers tomorrow. Um, I'll probably have some more news on how on the results of that visit. Uh, but because it, I should have done it yesterday, if I had known that they were having this visit yesterday, I would have done it yesterday. Uh, but I did not know. So, unfortunately, uh, we were not able to pray for them as they were undergoing this trial. Uh, and uh, we'll only have to be able to pray for them in the aftermath. Uh, so I promised today to W.R. to his mother, and I want to pray uh, for her. And uh, and then tomorrow, but uh, I'll probably pray for our uh, our friends in the Carmelite Monastery there. But I want you to keep them in mind and keep them in your prayers throughout the week until uh, some more news comes out about them. Uh, there is a little report on this. If you listen to Anthony Stein, which I encourage you to do so, he's over at Return to Tradition. Uh, he has... A bit of an up. He has. He's probably going to have all the updates on this since he's the one that um, first mentioned it. He was. It was his uh, talk about it that uh, um, brought the whole situation to my attention and uh, informed me that the prayer intention was uh, a day too late. So just keep them in mind. They're up in Pennsylvania uh, and they are uh, Carmelites. They're overseen by the Order of Saint Francis of the Immaculata. Uh, which is uh, dedicated to Maximilian Kolbe, or it's 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 uh, following his rule. But uh, let's go ahead and turn our heart. Oh, I almost forgot. I almost didn't. I almost skipped the housekeeping stuff. So, if you have a prayer intention of any kind for you, someone you love, or someone someone random like our like the sisters up in Pennsylvania, 
Uh, you can send that in to me at requests at protonmail.com. That's Deckett, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural, at protonmail.com. Or you can drop me a line on Gab, at the Daily Deckett. You can comment on anything at praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com or at our uh, hosted site, the, our, where we're syndicated, at exodusamericanus.com. Uh, and I think that pretty much exhausts the possibilities unless you're, you know who, you know how to get in touch with me directly on Telegram. That's the other option. So there's the housekeeping stuff. Got that out of the way. Let's turn our hearts and our minds now to God on behalf of the mother of uh, W.R. and her uh, anxiety, uh, her struggle with anxiety. Now today is... What's today? Today's Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. So uh, we will pray in Latin. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Ceris, sanctificator nomen tu, adveniat regnum tu. Fiat voluntas tua, sicut in Cero et in Terra. Panam Nostrum quotidianum da nobis horiae, et abidi nobis debita nostra, sicut et nostrum animus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. 
Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, vita dulcedo et spes nostre. Salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filia evi, Ate suspiramus, diamentes et flentes in hoc lac romarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilos tuas misericordes oculos ad nos converte. Et Jesum, beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O clemens, o pia, o dulci virgo Maria. Ora per nobis, sancta de genetrix, ut digni officiamor permissionibus Christi. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Therese, little flower of Jesus. who lived a saintly life and overcame the difficulties, the stresses, the anxieties of your youth with perfect trust in the holy face of our Lord and who, having achieved this perfection, was called home so early. We ask thy intercession on behalf of this handmaiden of God, W.R.'s mother, in her anxieties and her stresses and her troubles and her tribulations and her trials. Our Lord shall surely bend his ear to your voice. Therefore, intercede for her. Let her anxieties be washed away by love of God and Christ as yours were and draw her and all of us nearer to sainthood. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, who with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our daily trials and tribulations, O Archangel Michael, whose feast day it is, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacratissimo Corriezo, miserere nobis. Sacratissimo Corriezo, miserere nobis. Sacratissimo Corriezo, adveni regnum tuum. Domini Pacis, affidiate Spiritus Sancti. Amen. It's actually St. Therese of Lisieux's feast day coming up. She'll be on October 3rd, uh, This, uh, which I want to say is this coming Sunday. Uh, but today is Michaelmas, and a blessed feast to everyone who's listening. 
Uh, today is a, uh, traditionally a very important feast day in the West, uh, particularly popular in England. Uh, it's actually it became part of the secular calendar there. Um, even Oxford now, even now, still uh, begins their, one of their trimesters. I think it's the Michaelmas uh, term begins uh, today. So it's uh, it's a big, a fairly big deal culturally as well as religiously uh, in the West. Uh, and I encourage everyone, no matter what their particular hang-ups or persuasion might be to, to celebrate it. It's certainly worth celebrating. And St. Michael is there to help us all uh, as we uh, do a battle with the enemy. He's specifically put in place for that purpose. He's been given that charge. Uh, that's why uh, he was invoked by uh, Pope Leo Thirteenth in battling for the church and why we invoke him every day uh, here at the Daily Decade, and why I, I invoke him several times a day uh, in my own personal battles with the demons that assault us. In an age now when there are demons everywhere, it's, it's very useful to have uh, an armed companion, and uh, St. Michael is our armed companion who cannot fall in battle. So he's a good patron to have, he's a good saint to invoke, he's a good defender. And uh, I certainly would encourage everyone to cultivate a devotion to him if you don't have one already. Now, on this Michaelmas, a thought occurred to me yesterday that I thought might be useful to everyone, especially since we've been talking so much. We, we always talk about sin. You know, we always talk about overcoming it. Uh, we talk about our struggles, the crosses, everything that we do, uh, examination of conscience, understanding ourselves, catching ourselves in the midst of sin, fighting against it, all those sorts of things. And I thought today it might be good to revisit a little bit of practical advice that I gave, goodness, it must be over a year ago now. Uh, the, so it's, it's good to revisit it, which is something that came back to me yesterday as I was praying the Sorrowful Mysteries. Uh, yesterday was uh, a Tuesday, so that's Sorrowful Mysteries. And as I was going through them and reflecting on them, meditating on them, something occurred to me, and that was that uh, each of the first three Sorrowful Mysteries represents a category or a species of human failure and sin for which our Lord must suffer and which he must overcome on our behalf. They are three slave drivers, three overseers appointed by the devil in his uh, power over us. For St. Paul says if we are not slaves to Christ, then we are slaves to sin. And so we have these three types that dominate us. And so the Sorrowful Mysteries, praying the Sorrowful Mysteries, becomes an excellent exercise in preparing oneself for confession or in examining oneself, making an examination of conscience. And as a result, it, it's, uh, it's a habit that one probably ought to get in, even if you're not praying a daily rosary, which you should. But even if you're not, doing it at least once a week, I think, could be very useful to everyone. So I want to recommend that. And this is how you can deploy the sorrowful mysteries to your, in your, on your behalf to help you get a hold of your sins and bring them before God and, uh, and have them washed away in absolution, sacrament of penance. These first three sorrowful mysteries, we've got three of them. The first one is the agony in the garden. The second one is the scourging at the pillar. The third one is the crowning with thorns. 
The agony in the garden is defined by Christ's humanity doing battle within him with his divine will and his perfecting of his humanity. This is uh, doubt, and, and of course you have the three uh, you have the three apostles that are with him who fall asleep every time he goes to pray. So Christ is struggling with his human will, trying to resist the divine will and not do what God wants to do, which is to suffer the crucifixion, the death, the humiliations, all of that, and therefore deliver us uh, from our sins. And so as Christ is struggling with this, so too the apostles are struggling to stay awake because they're not really aware of what's going on. They don't have a very good sense of what they're supposed to be doing. And on top of that, they have the fact that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And this is a, a good time for us to reflect upon the distractions that we suffer from, our laziness, our doubts, our resistance to the will of God, everything that prevents us from doing good in ourselves. Not necessarily out of distraction, but everything that prevents us from doing good in ourselves, our own lack of uh, motivating power, our own lack of locomotion, so to speak, spiritual locomotion, uh, that lack of fuel because we don't tend the fire. When we get to the scourging at the pillar, this is pretty obvious. This is the sense of the flesh. And a lot of people focus just on impurity when they think about this, and that's not the entirety of the sins of the flesh. You have a lot of different things going on here, and actually, uh, really, all you have to do is look at the popular culture around you, and you'll see every single sin that Christ is scourged for is found in our society. The gluttony, the uh, in, uh, inordinate appetites of all kinds, whether it be towards impurity, you know, our, uh, sexual appetites, our uh, appetites for food, our appetites for entertainment, for drink, uh, anything that is, that is a sin as a result of our attachment to the carnal world. So the first one is, a sin, is the inability to do, to do good because of our own something inside of us. This is the inability to do good because of things that are outside of us. Things that are uh, that these attachments, these distractions that we have. And then we come to the crowning of thorns, which is pride. It is mockery, blasphemy. Uh, anything that arises out of a hatred of God. And you don't have to actively hate God. Remember, Christ says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Any contempt, any despair, uh, anything that uh, fails to acknowledge and glorify God and instead acknowledges and glorifies yourself at his expense. You know, he's, this is the word he's buffeted by the soldiers and, uh, uh, told and, and, uh, and mocked as king, where they fake bow to him and uh, attach the robe to uh, to his bleeding back and then rip it off again. That that sort of thing. This is that's that's the suffering that he's undergoing here, as they mock him. And there's multiple ways that we can mock God. Having done our examination of these three categories and really you know, taking the whole deck and taking every single hail mary, every single bead slowly, and really thinking about what we've done 
what our participation is in each of these, we can then move on to the last two, which are the penance, the the uh, the, uh, the uh, what's the word reparation, which is us walking with Christ on His way to Calvary, and then finally a reflection upon our reward, our forgiveness, the victory that Christ has over death when he is enthroned upon the cross. And that's an important thing to bear in mind, the enthronement upon the cross. It is the combination of all of our sins. And this is an opportunity for us to reflect upon what Christ did on the cross when he died. There are three things that go on here. The first, and they are all found in the seven last words. There are three kinds of seven last words. There are the words of mercy. There are the words of uh, of, of unity, of, un- of union, communion, with ma- with with the co- complete combination of the divine with the human will. And then there are the words of completion. So the words of mercy are, "Father, forgive them; they know not what they do." This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Woman, behold thy son, and behold thy mother. Those first three sayings. Then, my God, why have you forsaken me, and I thirst? The first, the spiritual calling out to God. The second, the bodily calling out for its needs. And the combination of the human and the divine person of Christ. This is the full communion the breaking of the body and its delivering for us and finally the words of completion it is finished into thy hands O Lord I commend my spirit and then with a great cry he gives up the ghost and that final cry is his triumph his cry of triumph over death a battle cry as it were And in that moment, we too have that battle cry going forward where we die to the old self, we die to the old man, and we go forward, hopefully to sacramental confession and penance so that we can receive our communion and reunite ourselves to the body of Christ, but also go forward as new men. It's Marcus Aurelius, uh, who himself was no friend of the Christians, but he had, there's a quote that I see circulating by him, and I believe it comes from the meditations. I think it is genuinely him. When he says, do, uh, do not waste your time uh, debating over what a good man is, be one. And this is our moment. The battle cry. Before we go to be a better man than we are, to be the new man. And that's a, a way in which you could use the rosary, or at least one uh, set of decades of the rosary, one set of mysteries of the rosary, one third of the whole rosary, uh, as a means to prepare yourself and do penance uh, or do an examination of conscience to do rep- make reparations uh, for your sins before you go forward a reformed and repentant man. And you could do that, of course, how many times must I forgive my brother, Lord? Christ says seven times 70 uh, when, uh, when, he, when he says to St. Peter and, and God does the same not that we can presume on that mercy but we can trust in it that every time we say our rosary reflect seriously on our sins and really really make that battle cry and charge into battle that God will be there to aid us 
and St. Michael would be there to aid us to overcome ourselves and our own failures. And my prayer today is that uh, we will have the grace to see all of our sins, to see all of our failures, and that the next time that we make that battle cry to charge against our enemies, that we will emerge from that battle victorious and advance thereafter from victory to victory until we are able to join in Christ's own triumph in his kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.